0: suffocating to death in a house fire because he was an optimist. This was according to his trusted guide and advisor, Professor Jove. So desperate was Kugel for things to turn out for the best, proclaimed Professor Jove, that he couldn't stop worrying about the worst. Hope, said Professor Jove, was Solomon Kugel's greatest failing. Kugel was trying to change. It wouldn't be easy. He hoped that he could. Kugel stared silently at the ceiling above his bed and listened. He heard something. He was certain of it. Up there. In the attic. What is that? He wondered. A scratching? A rapping? A tap, tap, tapping? The other reason Solomon Kugel was lying in bed thinking about suffocating to death in a house fire was that someone was burning down farmhouses, just like the one he and his wife had recently purchased. The arson began soon after the Kugels moved in. Three farmhouses had been torched in the six weeks since. The Stockton chief of police vowed he would catch whoever was responsible. Kugel was hopeful that he would, but he hadn't slept since the first farmhouse lit up and burned down. There it was again. That sound. Maybe it was mice. It was probably mice. There are a hundred farms around here, jackass. Why would he target you? It's farm country. You're frightening yourself. You're torturing yourself. It's narcissistic. It's delusions of grandeur. It's optimism. It's mice. Didn't sound like mice, though. Kugel thought frequently about death, and even more frequently about dying. Was this too, he wondered, because he was an optimist? Precisely, Professor Jove had declared. Kugel loved life, observed Professor Jove, and so he expected far too much of it. Hell-bent on life, he was terrified that someone would cause, by violence or accident, his untimely death, Kugel, in his own defense, pointed out that he didn't think anyone was actually trying to kill him. He simply thought it well within the realm of possibility that somebody, unbeknownst to him and for reasons yet to be revealed, might be. There was a line, he argued, thin as it may be, between paranoia and pragmatism. Kugel's mother, for her part, worried less about death than she did about life. Her own life, sadly, had gone too well, too smoothly. Above average in comfort and security below average in suffering and pain, better than anyone had a right to expect and callously lasting far longer than anyone could rightly demand. Alive and happy, she cried. Kugel thought specifically about the experience of dying. He thought about the pain, about the fear. Most of all, he thought about what he would say at the final moment, his ultima verba, his last words. They should be wise, he decided, which is not to say morose or obtuse. Simply that they should mean something, amount to something. They should reveal, illuminate. He didn't want to be caught by surprise, speechless, gasping, not knowing at the very last moment what to say. No, wait, I oof. I haven't really given it that much splat. If I could just kablammo. We are all mankind a story, collectively and individually, and Kugel didn't want his individual story to end in an ellipsis. A period, sure, if you're lucky. An exclamation mark, okay. A question mark, probably. That seemed the punctuation all stories, collectively and individually, should end with. Not an ellipsis, though. Anything but an ellipsis. Don't end it like this, said Pancho Villa, at a loss for words after being shot nine times in the chest and head. Tell them, he said before dying, I said something. Kugel kept a small notebook and pen with him at all times for just these thoughts. Now and then, when a fitting last sentiment or a final set of words occurred to him, he would quickly write them down. Over the years, he had filled many such notebooks, but had yet to arrive at the precise right notion. The difference between the right word and the wrong word, said Mark Twain, is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Twain's last words to his daughter were, If we meet... Then he died. So, timing's important, too. Kugel hoped when the time came that whatever he said would someday be re said, would be heard and retold for however many generations remained before the end. He hoped it would be something his beloved son Jonah could remember, something the boy could look to in times of trouble long after his father had passed, and find within the-